Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. middle of summer and that's when soft drink makers go into overdrive to market their products. Unfortunately, sometimes all the marketing ideas can make your geography weak. This summer, the makers of Mountain Dew, in an attempt to amp up sales, have embarked on a campaign called Dewnited States. A campaign that works basically by bottling the same drink they always do, but into 50 different bottles that represent all the states and encouraging the public to collect all of them. And the main logo for the summer-long event, a map of the U.S. with each state graphically wild and highly colored. But there is, as you might expect, just one problem. That map of the U.S. shows the Upper Peninsula of Michigan to be part of Wisconsin. <laughs> the problem was first spotted by the Twitter account called Upper Peninsula, which demanded a correct redrawing of the map and a free case of Mountain Dew to everyone who lives there, which should basically amount to about, I don't know, like 73 cases <laughs> What would you do with 50 <laughs> bottles of... Empty bottles. Yeah. I mean, or I guess you could not drink them. <laughs> I mean, do you want people coming over to your house? Look, look at my collection of Mountain Dew bottles. Yes. I mean, <laughs> if that is the highlight, you've lived a sad life, Cliff. Yeah. If yeah no, you're absolutely right. If that's right. the highlight yeah. right there. Well, let's start off with the Morning Road Show thought of the day. Oh, okay. You know you're getting old when everything either dries up or leaks on you. <laughs> Think about it. Or both. Or both <laughs> to say yes. Well, cow flatulence, Cliff. It's a, I know it's kind of an odd thing to start off Just with. Just right off the bat. Yes. You but, went right to the fart. Yes. Cow flatulence is <laughs> yeah. a source of greenhouse gases, so as we say. all know. Yes. And a scientist was on TV last night saying yeah. that he is going to create a breed of cow that farts less. <laughs> that sounds like something you should pursue in your uh, laboratory with your white... Jacket and safety glasses. You know, if I had, yeah. and I would have the safety glasses on for sure. Without a doubt, yes. But, you know, if I, I just don't have the room for stock. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, right. But that would be pretty cool if he can come up with a new breed of cow that, that farts, farts less. less. Oh, and by the way. Yeah. Every time a, car, a cow farts, yeah. an angel loses its lunch. <laughs> well, Cliff, what's happening at 7 this morning on the news? No, it's a true story, really. No, you're absolutely right. Yes, yeah, yes. and every time my dog fart, I about lose my lunch. So. <laughs> yes, yes. Read this case from Indian River County, Florida, has investigators left sniffing out clues. The unidentified 64-year-old man making the complaint said he took his 2007 Toyota Avalon to the shop to have the engine replaced, which is, of course, a major job on any vehicle. And so when he got it back, after a week or so, he told deputies later that there was an odd problem with the vehicle, some sort of grease on the steering wheel, center console, and all over the driver's side interior. Dude then took the car to get it detailed, telling the guy at the shop about the grease and asking it be cleaned. The manager of the detail shop, though, had just gotten back from training by the morning roadshow department of just in time for breakfast, and knew right away that the material in the man's car wasn't grease. It was poop, something that the detail shop doesn't clean, and when they refused, the now victim of a something brown that turned smiles upside down kind of crime, didn't get down in the dumps over the revelation. He tried to make the best of a crappy situation by going down 
to make a police report where he indicated a recent disagreement with a neighbor may be to blame. Investigators, though, haven't been able to tell whether the feces was canine, feline, bovine, equine, or something else. They are, however, questioning a stool pigeon in hopes they'll provide evidence to solve the scatological situation. I think I've just set a record for uh, euphemisms. I think you, yes, yes. And there was some rhyming, too, so. (laughs) There was a little rhyme. It's kind of like a nursery rhyme there. (laughs) With poop. Yeah. (laughs) Last night, I was reading the Journal of Sports Science, Cliff. (laughs) Really? Yes. You have a subscription to the Journal of Sports Science? Yes, I do. You pick it up at the newsstand? No, I have a subscription because you can get it cheaper that way. Okay. And I was reading in there, and this is pretty interesting. They think they have found, scientists have, the trick for you and I and everyone else yeah. to perform better at what you do. Really? They know that it works in sports, and they think that it'll work in other situations in, a, okay. in your life. So it could actually make us better here. Yes. Okay. What they found yes. is right. if you talk to yourself yeah. in second person, it makes you perform <laughs> much better. And so how does that work? Well, like saying, you can do this instead yeah. of... I can do this. Oh, you okay. say you can do this. All right, so it's like basically you're you're your own cheerleader, in some sense. It's in some sense, but they yeah. think that really the way that it works, Cliff, is yeah. you're like distancing yourself from yourself <laughs> and getting a different perspective on that. Instead of saying I can do it, where it's yeah. internal, right? It's like somebody else is saying, <laughs> Cliff, you can do this, and I'm thinking. Yeah, well, it sounds like if you're distancing yourself from yourself. When you fail, you basically absolve yourself from any blame. That You're could, distancing yourself from failure. And that may make you more bold Ooh. as far as not okay. wanting to fail. So I was thinking, Cliff, yeah. possibly, if this works, yeah. this could help me out here as a DJ. Really? Well, I mean, just think about it. Okay. All you have to do is just keep saying to yourself, mm-hmm. thinking about the job you have, yeah. you can do this. Okay. You can do this mm-hmm. i'm telling you just saying that out loud to yourself makes you feel a lot better at least it did me right then <laughs> here's george Strait on the morning road show <laughs> stupid journal of sports science clip that's it right. didn't work at all that's right you thought you were pep talking yourself up to do a better job yes and then you can't tell the difference between uh, george Strait. george Strait, and uh who was it i didn't forget who it was <sighs> Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean. You Good introduced shape. a Jason Aldean song as George Strait. Yes. After I pet myself up and felt so yeah. good, I'm canceling yeah. my subscription today. You probably today. should. Yeah. I think I will. Yeah. Well, Cliff, we mentioned earlier this week the running of the bulls happening in Spain. Now, Yes, we've been talking about that for a couple of days. That's not something that I ever have a desire to do, but perhaps you listening, perhaps you think, you know, maybe sometime down the road I'd like to do that. Yeah. So if you're thinking about doing it next year, the year mm-hmm. after, yeah. you might want to pick up the book called Fiesta, How to Survive the Bulls of Pamplona. Okay. And it was written a few years ago by an American gentleman named yeah. Bill Hillman. Okay. Well, maybe you don't want to read it. Why would you say that? Because Bill was gored in the thigh when he <laughs> ran the uh, only time in Pamplona, Spain. <laughs> But well, at least he survived. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the book isn't how to run and not get gored. It's just how to run and survive. Survive. So if you don't worry about a little goring, <laughs> well, and you're just there to survive, yeah, then that's probably the book for you. It's probably the book for you. Because you know, if he didn't survive, it'd be a lot harder for him to write the book. Well, it'd be short. <laughs> it'd be like. <laughs> 
one page at the end. And yeah, that's pretty it. well. Yeah. yeah. Rolled into town, dreams in a sack. <laughs> just right. Just you think know, about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unless you know. What you've got in the paper bag is Mad Dog 2020, and then it's more like a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, there's no dreaming there. Wow. Wow. Rolled into town, dreams, dreams in, in a sack. sack. A double jumbo cheeseburger from Zesto would be mine, Cliff. Also known as the heartache number three. I was going to say, until the grease soaked out the bottom of the bag, and then you, if you haven't eaten your dream... You're going to lose it on the ground. Well, I eat yeah. my dream before it falls out of my sack. Yeah. Well, Cliff, what's happening at 8 o'clock? McDonald's restaurant in England. Yes. Someone there mm-hmm. abandoned a rare snake. <laughs> which um, is similar to what mm-hmm. happens to me on a lot of first dates. <laughs> abandoned? I, yes. <laughs> and they're rare. We, there was a time when the Cleveland Browns dominated professional football. Founded in 1945, the blue-collar, hard-nosed team won a championship in each of the four years the All-America Football Conference existed. And when that folded, they joined the NFL, and the Browns won their first championship there, too. They've not been that way much since at all, having only two winning seasons since 1999, and more than 30 different players have started as quarterback during that period. The revolving door has extended to the coaching staff as well, most recently with Hugh Jackson, who was fired as head coach in the middle of last season. You might think, since leaving the Browns, Jackson would be looking for a place to start over and rebuild his credentials. Instead, though, he seems to be resting on his laurels, telling a North Carolina radio station yesterday that the time he spent with the Browns was some of the best coaching he ever did. Dude, you were 3-26-1. and <laughs> If that's your best, might want to head down to the DJ Academy as open enrollment for the fall is now underway. It is underway, yes. Yes. 1-800-BLABBERMOUTH is how you enroll. Is that it? That's what it I is. Did, I didn't know that. That is it. <laughs> Just stepping into our uh, studio, Cliff, Dr. John fights, and it reminded me of something about my doctor. I think I need to find a new one. Well, we, well, what's wrong with I your doctor? I don't think I can trust this guy. What's the problem? The first time I went in to see him was last week. Yeah, and he asked if I'd like to see his scab collection. And I think that's nasty. <laughs> oh, no. You know what I'm saying? He has a scab he collection? He has a collection of scabs. I guess. I didn't see them. I said, I don't care Did to really see that. you see that? There's not like a display case in the waiting room? He said, it? no, it's in the oh, back. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. He said, you want to come back and see my scab collection? I'm like, no. I'd like to see another doctor. <laughs> But Dr. John Feitz is here. He's gonna Can be... we ask him if he has a scab collection? Uh, no, I'm not going to ask oh, him that okay. at all. No. All righty. And Dr. Feitz? Yeah, we're having Scott Mason on Carnaby Street stage and his band. <laughs> he doesn't have a name for his <laughs> band, odd, we have would... decided, but <laughs> it's his band. It just says Scott Mason and band. And accompaniment. You. It's like, <laughs> he doesn't have a name like Scott Mason and... Postage due. <laughs> Scott Mason and you know postage what I'm due. <laughs> or Scott Mason and lick the envelope. How's that? How about lick the envelope is with oh, Scott Mason yeah, tonight. The, the envelope lickers. Yes. The envelope lickers. <laughs> They're at 7 o'clock at Carnaby Street. You can hear Scott. And, of course, people around here have heard Scott for many, many years, haven't they, John? Yeah, Scott's, so, been, Scott's been around a day or two. I Scott does a good job, though. Of, He'll put on a good show some tonight. Some of them are so. pretty darn tired of hearing him. Let me just <laughs> 
Well, we've got Dr. John Fites from the Gibson County Fair here. Mm-hmm. And, John, we're going to touch a little bit on tomorrow's action at the fairgrounds in front of the concert. Starting at 8 o'clock, the Toyota concert is going to feature the band Resurrection, a Journey Tribute Band. Have you heard anything about this band, John? I have heard that they are really good. Maybe more Journey than the real Journey band. They're going to start at 8 o'clock. You pay $7 to get in the gate. Yes, but that gets you into the grandstands, correct? Yes, it does. Now, for a little bit more, you can get right down on the track, right? Right, right. So, for those of you not familiar with our procedures, grandstand is free. Now, there is box seats in front of the grandstand, and they were prepaid for by people before that. But in front of that, down on the dirt, in the in, right in front of the stage, for $5, bring your lawn chair, set your lawn chair up, and there you go. You can be front row seats and right up in front of for all the action yes and also john we're going to get to it because you you know more about it than i do i'll let you explain what is something that's never happened before at the fair happening on friday night friday night at the concert we're going to have the very first beer garden at the gibson county fair um starting at six o'clock so trackside seating will be open starting at six o'clock the five dollars and the beer garden will as well now, the beer garden is free to get into, but the beer garden is inside of trackside seating, so it will cost you $5 to get into the trackside seating area, and you'll have free reign to go to trackside seating and then also be able to get into the beer garden free. Now, the trick with the beer garden is, first off, we're going to ID you. You must be 21. Obviously. And there's a roped-off area. There will be a roped-off area um, where the alcohol is served and consumed. You won't be able to come out of that area. Now, you will be able to see the concert, see the stage from within the beer garden, but you can't carry your beer out of the beer garden back into the grandstand or back into the seats out right in front of the stage or anything like that. The alcohol will need to stay in the beer garden itself. And, John, I know you said this is the first time it's ever happened. Is there a reason why, or are you just going to test it out, or is there some reason you're wanting to try this? Well, there's... The world is the world is changing, as we always say, um, and bands are expensive. And anytime we try to get an act in, we really want to put a put a good show on for the public, and we really want to have a good a good band. But it costs a lot of money to pay a band to come, and it costs even more money to pay a stage company to bring in a stage, and even more money to bring have a sound and light company bring in the sound and the light. And it gets to be a lot of investment, and it's it's getting more and more difficult to be able to raise enough money on just the $7 to get in the gate to be able to continue to put on a good concert. So we're trying this this beer garden opportunity out as a way to, to fundraise for the fair to hopefully be able to allow us to bring continue to have concerts and hopefully bring bigger and better concerts as times go time goes on i think people would just be disappointed if there wasn't a concert at the gibson county fair i do too it's been a pretty long-standing tradition it went away for a while years ago back in the in the early 90s late 80s we didn't have a concert for a while and it's been really big excitement since we've brought it back and we really would hate to see that go by the wayside but just the cost of bands and the cost of good at big name entertainment is is skyrocketing and we're looking for ways to ways to supplement that that cost so we can continue to provide that for our community and where are you going to go for a concert for seven bucks that's right and for 12 bucks and for 12 bucks you can be right in the front row and inside the beer garden and and inside the beer garden that's right i think we've got the lead singer for resurrection a journey tribute let's, let's see what happens here's ryan christopher good morning ryan Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, Sorry about that. I had a cell phone glitch. Well, that, that <laughs> will happen. Where are you at, Ryan, right now? Well, we're actually in Nashville, Tennessee. That's where the band is based. 
Uh, so we'll be heading your way tomorrow. All right. Well, Ryan, I guess the, we'll get right to it. What kind of music did you play before you uh, started this band? Well, that's, that's a curious thing. Uh, we get we get questions about where, where we began this project. Um, we get that all the time. Uh, 2005, I did a karaoke competition. <laughs> it was a <laughs> karaoke contest that was between bands, uh, kind of in a, in, a, in a musician slump, you would say. And, um, and I had my girlfriend at the time say, hey, listen, why don't you do Don't Stop Believing" by Journey? And I was like, I've never touched a Journey song at karaoke, and I don't know that I could do that song justice. And I stood up and uh, won the contest that night, had a standing ovation in a karaoke club, which if you've ever been to karaoke, that's a really tall order. It's hard to get anybody out of their seat. <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah. So fast forward to 2006, um, I end up you know, putting a demo um, out and uh, hoping to shop it in the Nashville area. And uh, some local musicians uh, find me, find the demo, and say, hey, you know, you sound so much like Perry. Have you noticed? And, of course, you know, singers will tell you we can't necessarily hear what the audience hears. You know, if we play it back, of course, we can see similarities, but we're really hard on ourselves. Musicians are hard on ourselves as far as perfection. Um, and I, I think still to this day I would say I sound about 20% like Perry, and everybody else says 99, you know. So <laughs> I, I, let the, uh, I let the fans make the decision. <laughs> but... Uh, Anyway, uh, we started in 2014 with this band, Resurrection, and uh, it's been a wild ride. Well, Ryan, that, I was going to ask you that, that when you hear Steve Perry on the radio singing one of his hits, do you think that guy sounds like me? And obviously you don't think he sounds like you, do you? <laughs> I, I really don't. That's what's really strange. You know, there are there are certain mannerisms, vocal mannerisms, um, that I can reproduce where I go, wow, that sounded a lot like Perry. But uh, just my everyday singing voice and listening to some of the tracks back, it's tough for me to, to make that comparison. And uh, I don't know, I guess you'd call that a little bit of a conundrum, right? I guess it's like um, having somebody with a career, an electrician, who's great at fixing everybody else's stuff, but he comes home and can't do it himself. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of those kind of things. But I really enjoy the, the fans' reactions. I mean, they are, um, they are intense uh, about what we're doing with this, with this project. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what they're going to get is um, we, we call the Dirty Dozen, right? So we give them all of the greatest <laughs> hits that they're used to. Okay. Uh, that's Separate Ways, Who's Crying Now, Faithfully, Love and Touch and Squeezing, uh, you know, all the stuff that they love. Uh, Don't Stop Believing, of course. And then we sprinkle in a couple of um, Greg Rawley tunes, uh, things from the late 70s. Um, sometimes we'll do Feeling That Way Anytime, uh, Just the Same Way, some of those. Um, and then we have this year we're doing our breakaway tour, so we're concentrating a little bit more on some of the B-sides um, of the Escape album. So there's one in particular we'll do tomorrow night that's called Lay It Down. Um, it's, it's fabulous. If you guys haven't heard it in a while, I, I, I definitely play that track. It it shows Steve Perry's range is you know, at that, that that prime of his life, it's incredible. Well, Ryan Christopher, yeah. before we let you go here, we want to thank you for coming on the air with us this morning. I would like to ask you, uh, would you, would it be like a highlight of your career if you uh, actually sometime got to sing a song or two with Journey? Would you do that? Oh, there's that? no doubt. Of, there's no doubt about it. Um, Neil Sean is, a, is, is aware of who I am. Um, and I have, uh, I have been waiting for the call for a couple of, of, of of years now i told him i said hey if uh, arnell ever gets sick and you need somebody to pull you through you give me a call <laughs> <laughs> you need somebody to cough on him or something don't you huh? yeah right huh? well ryan thank <laughs> we'll you so see. much you and, never know. yeah thank you so much ryan and you have a great show tomorrow here in princeton okay 
sounds good. You tell all the fans in Indiana that if they're skeptical, they need to come. They need to bring that skepticism with them because we're definitely going to rock the house. So you're challenging them yeah. if they're skeptical right now. That's right. That's right. You know, our biggest fans that we have out there are the ones that were the skeptics that said, I really didn't want to come tonight, but I'm so happy that I did. Wow. So, yeah, and they're serious about it. We've got them chiming all over the country now. <laughs> all right. Well, the the gauntlet's been laid down. Okay, Ryan? <laughs> Sounds you, good. You have a good one. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank bye you. Bye. It's that almost was, time uh, for Take It to the Bank. Yeah, wait, wait. Hold on just a second. Oh, okay. You know, that was a pretty cool interview. I liked him, yeah. Uh, he was a good guy. Good radio would indicate that our Take It to the Bank be something, a fact, that no one knows about Journey. You know, Cliff? Yeah. I'm thinking right along that lines with you, my friend. Okay. Good radio would dictate that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But we don't do that here, now do we? That's exactly right. <laughs> so what's Take It to the Bank about? We're going to talk about plants that eat animals. We're See if we can tie that in yeah. with Journey. There's no way to tie that in with Journey. You're right. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about on Lovely. Take It to the Bank. Lovely. Cliff? Yes? It's time for Take It to the Bank. That's right. It may not be good radio. Yes. But it's going to be short and sweet and quick. <laughs> How's that? Which in your case is good enough. That's exactly right. Our Take It to the Bank today is okay. the reason why I don't go wander through woods or forest or anything like that. Why is that? We've all heard of the Venus flytrap. Yes. Very famous plant. Agreed. But did you know uh-huh. there are more than 600 species of plants that eat animals? Whoa. Yes. I had no idea. 600 species of plants will eat meat. <laughs> Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of a day, start with number three. Do you want to see my scab collection? <laughs> That's disgusting. It is. Just want you to know. Number two. Everything dries up or leaks on you. Sometimes both. <laughs> also disgusting. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today. Distancing yourself from failure. We should leave before Paul Vuitton gets in. Um, yes. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.